is Walt from Tell Him Steve Dave. I'm Chris Hardwick. Brian Quinn from Practical Jokers. I'm Jim Gaffigan. I'm getting Steve Dave. Hey, it's Mike Cudlitz from The Walking Dead. I'm Chad Lindbergh. Hi, this is Mike Zapsick. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Brian Johnson of Tell Him Steve Dave and Comic Book Men. It's Misinformation Podcast, baby! Information podcast contains themes and subject matter that may be inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Misinformation Podcast by emailing misinformationpodcast at gmail.com or find us on the Twitters at Misinfo Podcast. Welcome to Misinformation Podcast, episode 283, with you as always, Zach. And I'm Weller. Yo. Yo. That makes like three in a row. row with you here, here, yeah, here. What do you think? I'm starting to notice a trend. Is it like riding a bike? Yeah. <laughs> like yes, a, it is. Like a really <laughs> fucked up, uh, lonely bike. <laughs> <laughs> A classic vintage bike. Classic vintage. That would imply that we could... It has character. Yeah. It would imply that the resale value was a little higher than it probably is, too. I guess if there's... Uh, you're probably right, though. If if there's anything anybody can say about us is that we have character. In spades. Spades? Whatever that means. Uh, That's a term, in spades. In spades? Uh, that sounds racist. Is that, is that something we can still say? I don't know. What? I'm assuming it refers to a deck of cards. Does it? It has to. Other than the garden utensils, that makes no sense. No, that wouldn't make any sense at all. Because no one has more than one spade. I have a couple shovels. I don't. I don't, I don't even know. I might have one spade. Is a spade just another name for Isn't a shovel? A pointed shovel. Yeah, I, I guess I have. I have two snow shovels. Those aren't spades. I have a regular shovel, like a flattened shovel, and yeah, the spade should be the pointed one. And what is that used? But I only have one. I have two snow shovels, but one actual spade shovel. Now, did you buy that? Did you buy the spade because you needed a spade, or did you buy it because you always thought that's just what a shovel was? No, I bought it because I was going to plant plants. Like I bought shrubbery when I bought my house. Right, shrubbery. <laughs> shrubbery plural. <laughs> so was it like like baby shrubs or like full grown shrubs from like a nursery? It was like a year old, probably. <laughs> it was a year old. It was a toddler. <laughs> Finding its way into the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet it was real disappointing. Well, no, when I got the point because it's easier to break into the ground. Okay, so you bought it for functionality. Yes. Now, if you would have asked me when I was 10 what a shovel looked like, I would have drawn you a spade. As Well, that's what you see like in movies and, yeah, no one buys flat shovels. Not generally, except for I have two. <laughs> I don't know where they came from, but I know I have two of them. And then I also have snow shovels. But I guess I never thought of it. I never thought of it as a spade. 
because every time I, I could s- be wrong, but I I'm ninety nine percent sure that that is what a spade is, aside from the because it looks like the thing on the deck of cards, the little right icon, right. But every time I hear the word spade, I think old timey racist term, so I don't feel comfortable saying it. Or the ace of spades, the smutterhead song. Yes, yeah. But again, I'm, that's probably referring to cards. I hope so. <laughs> I hope it's not like talking about like the, the the best black guy he knows because that would be racist. He's the ace of all spades. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's what that song's about? <laughs> Just think about the lyrics of that song in your head now. Now all of a sudden you realize that Lemmy wrote a song about his favorite black guy. But the, be- using... the best. Yeah, the best. The yes. <laughs> That'd be like writing a song called Number One. <laughs> I'm sure that's the first time that's happened. <laughs> Number one and Bob. <laughs> it just paints it in a whole with a whole different brush. It does. You think about it. Oh shit. Rest in peace, Lemmy. I guess. Huh? I guess we'll never know. Never let. We can never ask him. Like, is this really about a deck of cards? I don't know. I've seen a documentary. He was like he was way into collecting Nazi memorabilia. Lemmy was. Yeah. Oh no. I think we might have just. I think we might just broke a it's story. Possible. But I don't want to. Like I don't know. I don't want to call the guy racist. But if you're going to get into like Nazi memorabilia and collect tons of it, I don't know. It's you've got to wonder. Well, let me let me Google the lyrics to Ace of Spades and see. Uh, I just remember the line. I don't want to live forever. Gambling's for fools. You win some, lose some. I don't want to live forever, I believe. So it's it's playing cards. Maybe. Ace of Spades lyrics. All right. Motorhead. If you like to gam- gamble, I tell you I'm your man. You win some, you lose some. It's all the same to me. The pleasure is to play. makes no difference what you say. I don't share your greed. The only card I need is Ace of Spades. <laughs> um... Playing for the high one, dancing with the devil, going with the flow, it's all a game to me. Seven or eleven snake eyes watching you. There's no eleven <laughs> in cards. Uh, double up or quit, double stake or split, the ace of spades. So that's, I don't think you can misconstrue that as being. No, no, it would have to be gambling. a very, very thickly <laughs> veiled reference. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's actually a. It's not even a very well-written song, to be honest. I think anybody besides Lemmy sings a song, and it's not good. It's not very good. I was I was really fully expecting I'd be able to pull that song up and somehow spin like, it. Like, have your life change. Like, there was the Zach before Ace of Spades, the reading of the lyrics, and then right. afterwards, like, it just reframes your entire, like, existence on Earth. Right. And it's kind of done that in so much that I spent five minutes that I'll never get back looking at a song that cannot even be looked at as a little bit racist, uh, thinking that there was a joke in it somewhere and there wasn't. You know how empty that makes a comic feel? I was 99.9% sure I could go to the lyrics of that song and somehow make it racist. This is the least racist song I've <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. And, I, and I'm the kind of guy that goes to see Weird Al live twice. And this is still less racist than anything Weird Al sings. <laughs> and he is basically one of the safest uh, performers on the planet. When saw Weird Al again last week? How was that? It was good. It was good, just as good as when you and Similar I saw it. Show, yeah, I'm for the most part. Um, I was on the way down there. I, I went with Eric and his girlfriend Kim, and we we're driving down. And I came to the realization: I was like, you know, he has a new album out called Mand- "Mandatory Fun," and this is the mandatory tour. I'm like, I think that I'm old enough now 
that I'm not going to get the references of some of the pop culture events in his songs. Because yeah, his all of his all of his songs are all well. He has a few that he writes himself, but the majority of his like what he's known for is Parody. modern. They're, yeah. but they're modern. They're right. not like he'll take like some song that was written ten years ago. It's a right. classic. Like when he does it, it's a new song. Right. Right. So yeah, you're right. I really don't listen to modern music. No. Lot, other than you go out to like the store and it's playing over the internet, like the. Well, and and even when he writes his own song, it's usually in the style of, you know, like. Um, Dare to be stupid isn't a parody of anything. It's in the style of Devo. You know, that's one of his probably his best known uh, songs that he wrote that wasn't a parody. That's, you know, in the style of. Uh, So I'm like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? You know, hopefully he plays a lot of old stuff, which he did. He played a lot of old stuff. But then he played uh, three songs of the three newer songs that he played. Two of the three I had no fucking point of reference for. One of them was... uh, a parody of some call, song called Royals, called Foil. Nothing, yeah, right? No. Nothing. Okay, okay. Let me let me let me see if I can find it here real quick. I'll play the original, and you tell me. We can't play much because I don't want to get sued. So we're acknowledging to the world or our listeners how out of how uncool we are. Yeah, I think we've been doing that for about <laughs> two hundred eighty-three episodes. Okay, this is this is the song here. Uh, no, oh, is that? Lord, is that her name? Maybe. I don't know. This is a commercial. We're going to skip the ad. Here it comes. And get away with just under 30 seconds before we get sued. Okay, yeah. I know this. Really? Yeah. I I didn't. Let's, Let's jump in the middle. There's we got 10 more seconds. Where's the chorus? Okay, so that's... Yeah, I know that. I, I, I don't. I had no no frame of reference for the song. So Weird Al then has his own um, called Foil. I never seem to finish all my food. So he's playing the song. I always get a doggy back from the waiter. See, the nice thing is Weird Al won't sue us, so we can play more of the song. Uh, but I... I now, had I just played this, would you recognize that it was a parody of no, Foil, well, of Royals? No, the... Okay, the here's why. The... The beat, the music part of it, if you remove the vocals, it's very sim- simple bass line. Yeah. There's nothing like memorable about it whatsoever. It's it's just it's incredibly dull and forgettable. So you wouldn't it's, have recognized it's the vocals. That it was... The vocals completely drive the song. So so do and you it's had... her voice? Her voice is is kind of unique. I don't really know about her because she pops up in some of those like I'm more into indie music. Right. And there's every once in a while like there's a pop musician or mainstream musician that's unique enough that kind of bleeds over. Okay, so I'm going to play this song for you. Look away, because if you watch it, it, you'll get it. Now tell me if you are familiar with this song that Weird Al is, is parodying. This is, this is Weird Al's version, though. I'm going to play Weird Al's version so that you have to tell me if... My mama told me when I was happy. 
shaped like a superstar. Save your allowance by a bubble dress, and someday you will go far. Now on red carpets, well, I'm hard to miss the press. Does it sound familiar at all? No. Well, let's get to the, the chorus, maybe. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I right away when I heard it, I recognized it. Right. The video is her video. It's Lady Gaga's video. They just digitally put Weird Al's face on Gaga. The entire video is the same exact fucking video. It's just his face on her body. That's not even trying. <laughs> but, but there's something about it that's hilarious because do you, do you watch? Uh, did you ever watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Yeah. Okay. The 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 rich mom. Yeah. He looks like her. When yeah, he does. It's a spooky. Lot. Spooky. I can't. What's her real name in real life? Do you know? She's one of those like bit Parker. You see her in a lot of shows, but she's yeah. only in for like an episode or two. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So it, he played the video behind him on the big screen through the whole song. He come out dressed as a giant octopus. <laughs> it was it was fun, but this one I recognized. This was the one I recognized. The other one that he did. Oh, now I can't think of what it is. Ah, oh, because it was something else. I suppose I could look at the the song list from uh, Mandatory Fun, and I'll be able to tell you. Oh, got a crying baby upstairs. You ever stood by like that guy that has the list and he writes down every single song when it comes on? No, is that a thing? Oh yeah, yeah. It, well. Okay. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I like, oh, no. Oh, that's why I do. No, like people do that? Oh, yeah. It's, it's happened a few times. Oh, here we go. Okay. Fun Zone. I don't know what that one is. I'll tell you in a second. Now, he, he did the song Tacky, which I, I recognized. Oh, Lame Claim to Fame. Is that a parody? I think it is. Hold on. What are you doing, Bucky? Okay, let's see if this one sounds familiar here. I think this is one of those in the style of, like maybe Primus or somebody, because I, I don't... I don't recognize what he's parodying here. Okay, okay. This is... You um, What are you doing down here? <laughs> okay, I found it. Uh, tell me if, if this rings any bells to you at all. It might seem crazy wearing face of pain. Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. The song he's parodying here was a really hot song probably last year and the year before. Oh, Happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think this song was the first single he released off of the Mandatory Fun album because all of the people that are in the video with him are all celebrities. Like, that's Aisha Tyler. But that's, he opened the show with that song, and it, it's a perfect song for him to open the show because it's a lot. There's a lot of energy. Go away! 
<laughs> Leave us alone, little kid. We're talking about being tacky. Um, so that's the tough thing about now. Any any album Weird Al releases going forward, if you're not listening to top the 40 music, top. yeah, you're going to have no frame of reference for what he's parodying. But that's always been the case. We're getting old, though. He's sticking I, that's to the right. same thing. But that's my point. It's pointing out how not cool we are. I know. Lo- he needs to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once Weird Al starts to point out how not cool you are, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong. Why are you down here? Huh? Hey. Hey, come here a second. Can you can you say hi? Hi. Say, hi, Misinformation Nation. <laughs> Good work. Can you... um? Can you say, thanks for listening? I mean, me. Say, I love you. I love you. Okay, now say bye. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> Get out of here. Go upstairs. <laughs> go, go. Go with Grant. Go. Seriously, go. No. If, if you want to take that upstairs with you, you can, but you have to go upstairs. Take the Rancor upstairs with you. Go. Get out of here. Go. Ellie, go with Grant. Hi, Take him with you. You can take him with you. Go. Will you put the gate up up there so she can't come back down? Yeah. Thank you. No, she can take it with her. I told her she could take it if she went upstairs. She can't hurt it. That's the. It's kind of like having a, a puppy, you know, that used to crate train. Now she has the full run of the house. And she, you'll find her in the weirdest places. Like you find her in little nooks and crannies we didn't even know we had because now she goes wherever the fuck she wants. I uh, forgot to lock the door while I was shitting the other day. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Special visitor, dude. She walks right in. She's got this little footstool that she keeps in the bathroom to brush her teeth. She plops it down right in front of me, sits on it, and goes, "It's okay, Dad. I'll sit here and talk to you." Emotional support. Yeah. It's like, thanks, I've been, uh, been shitting for 37 years. I think I can handle it. <laughs> she'll, she'll bust in on uh, Jenny in the bathroom and uh, tell her, yay, bravo, big girl. <laughs> like, that's kind of funny from somebody who still shits their pants. Like, maybe you should be bravo and big girl in yourself uh, instead of uh, cheering on your mom who knows what she's doing in here. <laughs> Crying out loud. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Weird Al is... You know, it used to be that you weren't cool if you listened to Weird Al. And now... That... No, there was... The, the I'm Fat, that song. Yeah. Was huge. Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. <laughs> no, like, I just remember being on MTV. Like, that thing was on heavy, oh, heavy yeah. rotation for yeah. months. Yeah. But it was still, like, if you owned his albums or went to his concerts, you, you were a nerd, you know? I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and now it's, like... You still kind of are. Like, dude, the people watching was delicious. <laughs> it was so awesome at the concert. It was. So I saw him with you, but that would have yeah, been, geez, probably like, over a decade like ago. Like 1999, I think. Yeah. And in, in Cedar Rapids at Paramount. So was the crowd like our age and older? At this one? Yeah. It was all all different ages. Like there were five-year-old kids there all the way up to probably 70-year-old it was it was it was outdoors. Oh, yeah, it was outdoors at the McGrath Amphitheater. So, so children yeah. and older people. Yeah. yeah. So the kids weren't there on their own volition. They were there because their parents took them there. Right. So the kids that were there willingly, which have been like teens to like college age students, that group was pretty much void. 
I'm assuming. No, they were there too. Really? Dude, I'm telling you, there was every age you could think of that could be at a concert. Um, I mean, I, I'm trying to think if I saw any babies. I don't think I saw any babies. But, I mean, we're talking anywhere from 5 to just, we'll say 80. I mean, I don't know that there's an 80-year-old there, but it wouldn't surprise me if I saw one. It was a weird a weird demographic. There was this uh, old, morbidly obese white trash chick with, like, the sleeves cut down on her shirt so you could see her sports bra with her skinny black boyfriend. And then you'd look two, uh, two more seats down, and it's, like, this yuppie couple. It was the weirdest. I was going to say, aside from, like, public concerts where there's, like, a big city event and it's free or it's dirt cheap. Right. Like, I don't know if I've ever been to a show where there's, like extremely diverse yeah. like random people there and that's and that's just it i mean you from one end of the spectrum to another and then from one age group to another it was it, it was weird and then he had vip tickets that were like two or three hundred bucks right and almost i would say 50 percent of those people uh mandatory fun like the have you seen the album cover it, no. it's, it's like uh it, it like kind of spoofs like a, a communist revolution kind of thing and so he's wearing a beret kind of like that shy shy whatever che Guerra. Yeah, che shirt that's kind of looks like that so there's all these kids in hawaiian shirts with red berets on i'm just looking down and i'm like man if this was 20 years ago you would be getting beat up right now like it, this is this is the the costume of the beat up nerd when we were but in, they don't in they, high school and then again like as time goes on like they don't know what they're who the person was they know the other picture right they know he's a revolutionary and he was from another country down well, south you know what they know that it's on the cover of the Weird Al album. That's what they or know. Or even that. That's why they're wearing... That's why they're... But, the, you know, remember when Weird Al used to only wear Hawaiian shirts? Like, who knows what Napoleon was like in real life? You mean, like, he could have been cool? Or he could have been a major dick? Like, I, I don't think know. he was a dick. There's a complex named after him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's but a I'm dick. Saying, like, people don't know, like, the... What he was like, like, in actual life. He's... He was a dick. He fought wars, <laughs> he was, rode horses, totally wore berets. <laughs> It was just weird looking out and seeing these like Bermuda shirts and uh, you know or Hawaiian shirts and and red berets and you're just like man this is exactly you expected them to be wearing um, sandals with knee high socks but you're just looking at these people and you're like man I understand that like that's what he used to wear and this is what is on the cover of his album now but I I don't see Weird Al walking around wearing a fucking red beret and a Hawaiian shirt ever. I mean, he he pretty much dresses like a normal dude now. I mean, he just has crazy hair. He's calmed down a lot. Yeah. Um. He he kind of lets his his uh um his talent speak for itself now. He doesn't have to be a wackadoo t- to get people's attention. He's like, I'm Weird Al. I I built this. He's established, this. well yes. established. I built this shit. Fucking recognize <laughs> to the tune of somebody else's song. I think he's a genius. It was funny because when I found out, I knew he was going to be down there. And I saw the tickets were still on sale. And I'm like, man, maybe I should go. And then Eric sent me a text. And he said, hey, do you have any interest? Um, Kim's brother has an extra ticket. So I asked Jenny. I said, hey, it's going to be about 50 bucks. Do you have a problem with this? She's like, no, go ahead and go. Because then I don't have to feel bad for refusing to go to something that you want to go to. Because she fucking hates Weird Al. (laughs) Like, she hates Weird Al like I hate Pelicans. She wants nothing to do with him. She thinks he is obnoxious. She won't even let me listen to one of your Weird Al song, like, in the car or anything. Nope, 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 nope. She may hate him more than she hates strippers. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, because she's kind of waffled on the strips. Now, now I can go back. See, I, I go to the strip club now. I don't ever listen to his music. The I, show that I saw, I did enjoy that. Yeah. So you never listened to his music, but you went to the concert. Did you ever? Do well, you own his okay. music? The I'm fat video, like loved it's that. Just as fat. A kid. That it's was just fat. My, it's just fat. Well, he keeps saying I'm fat. Right. Like, well, that's how I'm gonna. That's how I choose to remember it. Do you, in do you my call, personal do you history, call Michael Jackson's I'm song "I'm Bad" or is it just bad? He's not bad. <laughs> Weird Al's not fat. <laughs> he was fat for a brief time in my childhood. It was a suit. But fat. It was a suit. <laughs> he wasn't really fat. You know it's make-believe, right? Is that real? It inflated. Yeah? Yeah, at the very beginning of the video. Okay, I'll say, so if you were to take his clothes off and, like, had them washed, and then the person's like, oh, hey, I can't find your ticket, like, describe them to me. He's like, oh, they're, like, quadruple X. <laughs> that's for fat people <laughs> <laughs> argument settled end of story next topic <laughs> okay if you're wearing like quadruple or octuple x <laughs> you're fat even if you're wearing like padding to make yourself fat if you're wearing octuple x, <laughs> x you're a moon you're not fat you're a moon <laughs> sorry continue i guess or a small I don't... hill <laughs> Small. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything small about you if you're wearing octuple X. No, the idea of like that type of humor to me is just, it's amusing as a kid, but the older I got, like the else I was, I don't know, I just, I didn't enjoy it as much. Oh, oh I still found myself grinning ear to ear uh, through the whole concert and at times laughing out loud at songs I've probably heard 300 times. <laughs> like some of this shit is just, when he came out for Amish uh, Paradise... It was great. When he came out riding a Segway for White and Nerdy, I'm like, I'm – actually, I, I that's, nudged that, – no, That's actually funny. Oh, it's hilarious. And I nudged Eric and I go – he was wearing a zip-up hoodie that said White and Nerdy. Weird I was. I go, I want that fucking hoodie. So we went to the merch table afterwards. They didn't have it. They had the mandatory uh, tour hoodie, which was not cool to look at. And I'm sure we've talked about it before, but I have a, a very strict rule when it comes to – uh, purchasing tour merch like it has to the, the the clothing has to jump out at me i won't buy a shirt just to have a shirt from the, the concert it has to be a good looking shirt that i know that i will wear because i've been burned several times by aerosmith <laughs> <laughs> their clothing for the most part oh god is that not jersey i bought nine lives i think i've worn it twice in my life oh, Paid god. 90 bucks for it. i forgot about that yeah it was ugly uh, <laughs> the, the only aerosmith shirt that i've ever purchased that has any rewear potential was a long sleeve black shirt from the Just Push Play tour. And it was just a simple black long sleeve shirt. Nothing fancy about it at all. Just, and it said Aerosmith across the front. I hate, don't fucking buy band shirts with their faces on them. That's fucking stupid. That's right up there with like the triple Howling Wolves. Unless shirt. it's Kiss. Maybe, but I'll then, forgive that one. Yeah, maybe. But it has to be like a classic. Uh, in makeup, yeah, yeah, in makeup, classic like athletic fit T-shirt with just their faces, just their face, no bodies, no fucking platform heels, just their four faces. Then I could I could get behind wearing that. But my Aerosmith shirts are fucking ugly. My Metallica from the Load Tour shirt is fucking hideous. Uh, there's just been too many times that I've purchased. I bought. Well, this will this will tell us when we went to see um, Weird Al. It was running with Scissors Tour. Because I bought a shirt, <laughs> and it's him <laughs> running around a track in jogging shorts, not running shorts, <laughs> jogging shorts, a uh, tank top, and he is, has scissors in his hands. 
why would I fucking buy that? I'm not going to wear that in public. It's hype, and it worked on you. Yeah, it worked, but it doesn't work anymore. So I'm down looking at these shirts. I found one that said uh, mandatory tour on it. It was kind of cool. It was green. And then I realized it had his giant face from the album cover on the front of the shirt, so I didn't want that. I thought about buying the flag, because a flag with his face on it I could get behind. You know, It's not a shirt. It's not something I wear. So we're standing around forever looking at the merch. Finally, we kind of wander away from the merch table, and we're standing around in a little group just bullshitting. And all of a sudden we hear, uh, are you folks buying merchandise? And um, we're like, no, we were going to. Eric says, we were going to, but I don't think we are now. Or are you waiting for somebody that's buying merchandise? And we're like, no, we just we came in down there. We need you to move along then. Now keep in mind, it's an outdoor venue at the amphitheater in Cedar Rapids, which is right on the river, just in the middle of downtown. It's not an event area. It's just there. <laughs> so he, he he just stands there and stares at us then. And I go, well, can we at least go back? Can we go out the gate we came in? And he doesn't even answer us. He just stands there. He's probably 65 years old, just stands there staring at us. So uh, finally... Kim's brother is like, okay, well, we'll just go out this way then. So we start walking, and I'm pissed at this point, right? And I'm like, I don't know what the fucking, what it is about putting a, a green polo shirt and a lanyard on a guy that makes him fucking Gestapo around here. Like, I was pissed. I'm like, it's an outdoor venue that's open to the public 365 days a year. Why do we have to move along? How are we in the way? What problem are we causing? What the fuck is going on here? I'm hot. Well, we had this, uh, these other people that had shown up late that were friends of Kim's brother. And they seem like prof- young professional I say young, but they're probably 40. It's still Anybody that's my age is young to me anymore. <laughs> so I'm like young professional and and uh, said something about the, the husband says something about him having a green polo. And I go, yeah, he's got a green polo and I can understand, you know, uh, but uh, I don't think we want to give him any shit, guys, because a green polo and a lanyard ain't nothing to fuck with. And I felt the buttholes on those two uh, young urban professionals pucker when I said the word fuck. And I'm like, oh, I'm not among my people right now. I'm around people that don't realize that grown-ups curse. And sometimes in public if they're angry. You know, granted, I wasn't like, I'm going to fuck your wife and you're going to watch So you just out of yourself being blue-collar. Yeah. Yeah, right there in front of God and (laughs) everybody. oh, this guy doesn't work in a cubicle. Yeah, this guy. (laughs) He said the word. He said the word. We can't even say what he said. We'd be more likely to say the N-word before we said the F-word. And, and so I could feel him get uncomfortable. But I, by then, I'm, I'm all my blood pressure's up. I'm all spun up and angry. So we start walking, and I'm like, where does his jurisdiction end? If he can tell me when I can't, can and can't be in a public park, where does his jurisdiction end? Because it was only like 10 o'clock. It wasn't even like it was like after park closing time. And so we get past you know those uh, metal barricades that they bring in for events that you know they hook and together yeah. you know and so we get past those and somebody i can't remember who it was that we were with somebody goes i would imagine right here and i go then we're fucking stopping <laughs> stopped right there and i'm like we're not leaving for at least five minutes because i need to assert some kind of fucking power over this trip i feel like i just got just like pushed out of here this is not right it's not right give him a goddamn walkie-talkie and a fucking polo and a lanyard, and all of a sudden he can tell me when i got to leave the park. This is bullshit. He's probably volunteering. He's not going to get fed unless he guarantees all these people are out of his vicinity <laughs> at a certain time. Well, yeah, I would imagine at his age he would have ate at four. Like, here's a Snickers. <laughs> you just stay here and don't die. You get a Snickers. <laughs> you get all these people out of this building within, like, five minutes end of show, 
we'll buy you an actual like meal. Wow. We'll get you a nice cold sandwich and a bag of pretzels. They're doing that too. I just read today the Olympic volunteers, yeah. like thousands and thousands of volunteers, like flying from other countries just to volunteer. Oh, they're saying the they're fuck? working like twelve hour shifts. They get like a snack. What? So they're saying like people are just dropping like flies. Like some of the events only have twenty percent of the volunteer staff that it should have. So they have to pay their own way to fly there and everything. I don't know how that works. I there was something some guy was getting sponsored to fly down, but to be a volunteer. Once they're there, once they're there, they're given like accommodation and stuff. But yeah, they're really. They're just giving like a handful of snacks to eat. Like, here you go for 12 hours. You're volunteering for 12-hour shift. Wow. Have you seen that meme going around about being a lifeguard at swimming event at the Olympics? Huh. It's just a very sad-looking lifeguard sitting on the side of the pool while all these Olympic-class athletes are swimming. It's like, why do I even need to fucking be here? <laughs> this is silly. Because somebody may run. <laughs> and you do not run at a pool. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucking classic? <laughs> Whistle comes out. <laughs> No running. Then they have to say it in like eight different languages. Or one of the swimmer shits in the pool. Pees in the pool. Like. Oh fuck! That happened at my niece's birthday party at the casino. Somebody in shit, the pool somebody there. Shit in the pool. Yeah, yeah. That was a bad deal. <laughs> kind of ends the party. Well, yeah. And then the fucked up thing. So there's a sign outside the pool that says "No parties in the pool area," which is fucked up, right? Like, so, like, what what determines whether or not something's a party? If the, if there's a group of more than four people that know each other, then it's a party. And you're near a swimming pool or a body of water, and there's any kind of drink that's even mildly alcoholic, it's a party. What if there's no alcoholic drink? Then it's not a party. Then if it's little kids, there's little kids. A group of like six kids would be a party because it's a birthday party or a date party or well, at the time play, there wasn't play, even play date parties. Is that what they call them now? Yeah, I think so. We just called them hanging out with your friends, but they call it something else now. Well, no, if it's with your friends, so like say. I had kids, you had kids, and we hang out. It's right. roots hanging out because we're friends. Right. To maybe I'm wrong. I don't have kids, but I assume the play date was like, I don't really know you, but my kid thinks your kid's cool. Well, here's the thing. If I don't really know you, I'm not going to go and hang out and make our kids hang out. But no, I have friends that do this. They're like, yeah, my kid's one of my kid's friends at school. Like his mom or dad wants to have a play date, and they don't know this at all. But but we didn't we didn't call it that what we did was that's the, a newer thing though. right but, but but like okay i remember in kindergarten there's this kid named gary in my kindergarten class and i wanted to go play at his house and so his mom called my mom and said hey it's okay if zach comes over and plays with gary so my mom dropped me off it wasn't a fucking play date it was one kid wanting to play with another kid so i went no, over had your had your mom come over with you yeah and she, wasn't, she wasn't gonna do that because of that that's and neither would my parents. It, just, yeah. it was not a thing then. Right. That's because helicopter parents. That's why. <laughs> like, it makes absolutely no sense to fucking... Uh, well, you could trust people. Like, back then, I wouldn't think anything of it. Like, I'm sure I'm assuming that if I go to any of my friends' houses, there's going to be some sort of parental supervision. Right. But, I mean, there's it, also... Maybe at varying degrees, but there's going to be some kind but, of... But, look, just as many kids were being naughty touched back then as they're naughty touched right now, it's just internet. So people learn about it faster. It's there's no reason like no, nothing has changed. Like it's not like parents stopped parenting. Now you know it's just like oh, what if you go over there and the parents aren't there? Like, well, that's just as much of a risk then as it was now. You just didn't hear about it because in order for me to call home and had to be like shik dig 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 shik dig 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 shik 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 dig 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 dig, and by the time I got like to the fifth number of seven numbers i was fucking wore out and didn't want to complete the phone call so i just whined about it when i got home instead now you got fucking you can facebook message your mom well, there's like can, five and six year olds with like cell phones yeah yeah 
So now they're like, you know, their mom went outside to smoke a cigarette while we were inside. Oh, my God, they're all alone. Helicopter parent land, requesting permission to land. So fucking stupid. So dumb. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll like do some fucking online checking of some families if like my kid wants to go over to another kid's house. I'll fucking get on courts online, see what the parents have been arrested for. I'm not afraid to do that. <laughs> but I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not play date. Hey, you want to have a play date? Shut the fuck up. And I, I even know like otherwise reasonable men that use the phrase play date now. I'm like, what happened to you? Like, I have two daughters, and I don't talk like some kind of a fucking weirdo. Like, <laughs> come on. And that's weird, too, when when people change the way that they talk because they have kids. Like, you know, fucking... Well, kid- there's a new vernacular. Like, think about it. You're removing yourself from any kind of adult element of, like, you can't watch the... Sh- well, you can, but you have to wait till your kid's asleep. But <sighs> your, your, song, your, your TV song, it's kids' shows. It's kid movies. One of, one of one of little kids' favorite shows for the longest time was The Walking Dead until we got rid of cable. That's awesome, but you're she an exception. Loves that fucking show, <laughs> dude. I want to raise her and not be afraid. She asked if we, she asked yesterday if we could watch The Strain. <laughs> you know what that show's about? No, I don't. <laughs> Vampire plague. <laughs> well run, child. She goes. She goes. Dad, that one. I'm like, we're not watching The Strain. Why? Because I was watching it the other day when she was in there. And she was just transfixed. Lots of shit going on. Lots of noises. She's she's down. But if you see, if you let them watch shit like that, like, it, and I'm not talking like ultra violent stuff. Like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, I'm not gonna let her watch Saw or, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of another movie that's just violent for the sake of being violent. Like a Quentin Tarantino movie. But see, I know like grown adults that shouldn't be watching stuff like that. And then again, like I know like 12 year olds that could watch it and be fine. See, but horror for me. Like, let her watch as much horror as possible. That way she's not fucking afraid of things. Like, like, dude, that's TV. Like, you get that, right? That's TV. Yeah, I... Uh, but there's adults that don't get that. That's yeah, the I problem. know, I know. And those are the same adults that raise their children to be afraid of thunderstorms. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's every time, every time we get our first spring thunderstorm, there's always the, the 100 posts on Facebook about, oh, thanks a lot, Mother Nature. My daughter couldn't get back to sleep tonight. Like, my fuck. Every single one of these kids sleeps through thunderstorms. Our dog sleeps through thunderstorms. You know why? Because we're not fucking idiots. Because we didn't raise any of the creatures that live in this house to be afraid of shit that naturally happens. Like, fireworks. Tell me you don't see that shit around the 4th of July every year. People are like, oh my god, the fireworks kept my dog up. Like, turn on your fucking air conditioning, you big Sally. Because this year was the first year it bothered me. Because, like, fireworks are still going off at 1 o'clock in the morning. I, I need to get some sleep. Yeah. So I shut the windows and turn the air on. I still think those people are assholes for putting fireworks off at 1 o'clock in the morning, but I'm not going to post on Facebook about how my whole entire world was upside down because somebody put a fucking bottle rocket off. Fucking cry babies. Cry fucking babies. That's why you let them watch fucking zombie shows and vampire shows when they're three, and then they'll be well, a Well, then you're only two person. steps away from starting like for Friends Bella all over again. See, your mom gets scared, and then you're moving with her aunt and uncle to build it. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what. If I, if I had a brother or sister that lived in Bel Air, those kids would already be living there. <laughs> like, go. Go live somewhere where you're going to be taken care of. You don't cost me any goddamn money. But you go stay there. We'll come visit in the winter when it's cold here and warm there. Whistle for a cab when it comes near. Nice place of fresh air. Nice in the mirror. <laughs> well, how did we even fucking get there from here?
I don't know, just absurdity. I think we're just on an absurdity train. Stuff yeah. that doesn't make sense. Well, that's shit. <laughs> yeah. So have you been watching the Olympics? Oh, yeah. yeah. I love... I I don't like watch... I, I'll go to watch pro sporting events like live. Yeah. I'll watch any sport as long if I'm there and like actually watch professional sports, I can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But as far as watching on TV, no, not going to happen. Really? I The last Super Bowl I saw would have been the one Kurt Warner one. And even then, Holy I watched like shit. maybe 10 minutes of it and I had to go to work. That was... 15, 16 years ago. Dude, we were still in college. Yeah. Wow. That's the last Super Bowl you watched? You don't even watch it for the commercials? I only watch... Well, I, no, I, I work Sundays. It's usually just starting as I go into work. What time do you go to work? I have to leave about 5.30. Oh, Jesus. What, 6 to 6 or what? Yeah. I don't know if I would like that at it's all. It's less fun the older I get. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. But I, I'm not an... I mean, I used to be a night guy. If if I could work it out right now, my work schedule is so fucked up right now. If I could work it out right now that I could get up every morning at six o'clock, go to bed every morning, er, and go to bed every night at nine, I'd be fine with that. Be totally fine with it. I like getting up in the morning. I like having my cup of coffee when the when the world is just kind of starting to wake up. Instead, now like my whole fucking sleep schedule is so jacked because uh, lunatic and lunatic two point they get up about six thirty every morning now, and I don't go to work until three. It works three to eleven, and so I get home, have just about enough time to take a long blink, and then there somebody's screaming because they want to eat or want a snack or a glass of water. Or, oh, fucking kill me now! I'm gonna start giving them drugs. <laughs> Tonight's my night to get up with the littlest one. That's the worst because you just. It, I've, I've tried it all kinds of different ways, right? So I get home from work at eleven. I'll wake Jenny up and ask when she ate last. She'll be like, "Oh, she ate at eight. Oh, she's supposed to eat every three hours. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just lay in bed and read or watch something on my iPad. You know, just wait for her to wake up. And the little fucker won't wake up. It'll be 1 o'clock. She's still sound asleep. I shut off that fucking iPad, fall asleep for 15 minutes, she'll fucking wake up. If I would have went to bed at 11, she would have woke up. But because I stayed up, she didn't fucking wake up. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks bad. Because then I end up with, like, Four and a half, five hours of sleep total. It's been, once Jenny goes back to work, it's going to be even worse because I can't go back to sleep when Jenny gets up because she's leaving the house. She can't take them with her. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to function. I got those like giant inflatable hamster wheels. Put the kid inside. Well, that works for the for the bigger one, but <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the baby's the problem in the middle of the night because she wakes up every three hours. I mean, at least the wandering lunatic, she'll. Just come climb in bed with us and go to sleep. The other one just screams until you feed her, and then she eats, and then she throws up on you. You could call the local fire department, you know. Did you hear about that couple in Florida? Or no. I don't know if it was in Florida, but I'm just, I just want to say Florida because there's anything fucked up, it's always Florida. <laughs> right, right. No, there's a couple. They called in three years 1,100 times the fire department, twice a day, every day for three years straight, because the male partner wanted to go to bed in or out of bed. They didn't want to spend money to hire someone to come in and help the system. And they didn't have, like, they weren't, they had too much money to get, like, free assistance. So they called the fire department twice a day, every day, for three years in a row to come over and help the guy get out of bed. Was he big? No. Just, she's, they're both senior citizens. Wow. And so finally, three years into doing this, the chief's like, you know what? Like, this isn't an emergency. This is not what we're here for to do. Like, you need to find something else. And it made national news just, like, two days ago. And they let it go on for three years? For three years. And finally he's like, okay, at three years, a thousand calls, this is enough. 
I think so. At, by at the, the end time, of the first week, by the time you get this talk, your kids will probably be pretty close to being in school. It's no longer a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I like where your head's at. <laughs> huh? Let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, nine one one. I need you to come get my baby out of the bed. <laughs> She's she screaming. Needs a diaper change. Yeah, she's screaming. I don't know what she wants. You better check it out. <laughs> see, they would, but see, they would charge here. They'd charge you for that call. And they don't wherever. I'm curious where it was at, but they didn't there. That's fucking insane. When Ellie had to go, she had a seizure in Minnesota. That fucking ambulance ride cost eight eight hundred dollars. Oh yeah, it's stupid. They fucking retarded. It was seven miles. I don't think. No, I've never ridden an ambulance. No. To my knowledge, I don't think I have. Me neither. But if I was and I was conscious, I would take something, absolutely steal something. From the ambulance? I would want something to show for that $800. Maybe being alive. Maybe that would be what you could show. <laughs> Think about that. Maybe if you were to take that ambulance ride, you would have died. But then it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't realize it. Wouldn't you? You're making a lot of fucking assumptions. If you believe in reincarnation, it would matter. Or just everlasting life and eternal if you're Paradise. into that sort of thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> or fire and brimstone, burning hell. <laughs> yeah, you just want to avoid fucking, uh, you want to avoid uh, fiery death, then maybe uh, stay alive. No, I actually just read, some, uh, you know, the multiverse. You heard about that? No. The idea of that? I think I heard about it from you seven years ago on this very show. I, I know I remember, there was a time travel episode, but this is similar to that, but it's different. Okay. But it kind of leads back into like religion and like what could be true, and this makes more sense than the whole God Jesus thing. <laughs> the whole God Jesus. So the multiverse theory, which is impossible to prove or disprove, would be outside our universe. There is an infinity of universes. Okay. Which the idea of infinity, it's so hard to comprehend that most people don't don't get it. It's not just like oh, you can't even count the height. It's beyond that. Which means if it's infinity, anything that would be possible will be possible and has happened and will happen and is happening because there's a planet that's done what you can think of that is doing what you can think of and has done or is done or will do or whatever. It's weird. All to, at the same time. It's weird to me that if, if somebody comes up with a concept of infinity, it's that there's infinite universes rather than just this universe is infinite. So there, if you believe in the multiverse, there's another planet identical to earth in every way, shape and form, all the same language, all the same people. It's you and me having this conversation, only instead of your hat being gray, it's like dark gray. Oh, that's weird. And then there's another universe where everything's different, except like you'd have a different shirt on, or your name would be Bob. You know that there's some people that believe that there's another Earth on the other side of the sun that's moving at the same exact speed, so we'll never see it. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes about as much sense, (laughs) because you can't disprove it until we, well, you could, I guess. You just fly a satellite over there, but there's still people that believe it. It's also the flat earthers still believe the earth is flat. Here there be monsters. <laughs> don't understand. How the fuck did we get here from the Olympics? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> More shit that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so you have been watching the Olympics, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was just getting into the tangent where I left earlier. Yeah. I'm not somebody that would call myself a sports fan in any way, shape or form. Oh, okay. But I do thoroughly enjoy the Olympics. Why do you think that is? It's the, there are some exceptions. There are there are well known athletes, professional athletes, and by professional I mean someone that like actually is famous and makes a very large amount of money doing what they're doing. Uh-huh. But 
probably 95% of athletes at the Olympics, like they're not wealthy. They have like no money. Like their entire life is just devoted to like something that lasts in most cases seconds. Right. This, that's so fascinating to me. Like me, sex. <laughs> <laughs> so you free to like give up and like a lot of these athletes, like, they make less than like what a normal person makes. Like mm-hmm. if it weren't for the, whatever body of the sport they're in funding them and paying for them, they'd be completely like destitute. You know, you'd think that would change a little bit um, with sponsorships and stuff. Not that they allow that. Cause you remember, remember when we were kids, you could not have accepted any money for your sport. You had to be a true amateur athlete in order to compete for the United States right. Olympics. And, and not every country was like that, but the United States, that was the rule. That's why we didn't send the, the dream team dream until team, right. 1992. Right. So you would think that nowadays, some of these athletes, especially in these niche sports, like shooting, for example, You'd think they would have all these patches all over their fucking shirts and stuff, um, but I guess they couldn't wear them at the Olympics. But you'd think they would have all these sponsorship deals. You know, like that girl that that won the first gold medal. But that's it. Just like who's going to be into like – there's so many bizarre sports. Like every Olympics, there's like, oh, I forgot that was a thing. Today I woke up and like I have a kayak. We were just kayaking a couple weeks ago. There was – I know there's rowing teams, but like I'd never seen this before in my life. There's actually like kayak races. Like you just and you're by yourself in a kayak just racing somebody. Well, that doesn't surprise me. In a world where a bass fisherman can be a millionaire because he wins tournaments and wears Catches patches, a lot of big fish. Yeah, wears patches on his shirt. Why couldn't that girl who won the first gold medal of the Olympics, that girl that was the, the rifle shooting or whatever, that was a cool story too. But why wouldn't she be loaded? Why wouldn't she have patches on her shirt? When she goes home for, you know, federal ammunition or, or um, you know, Brownell sights or scopes or, you know, whatever. Bushnell scopes, sights. Like, she should be rich too, right? She can, won't be though. Can she be the Michael Phelps of target shooting? The only way you could become famous from the Olympics would be if you're either in a sport that's already socially, like, extremely popular or... You win gold, and your story is sold that's played on the TV, and you get so much exposure that you become a known name. That's really about it. Well, and did, you hear, did you see that uh, apparently uh, the United States won another gold medal in another shooting? It must have been shotgun, maybe skeet or something. And <laughs> so the Internet is trying to get us to believe that the main news outlets are squashing the story because guns in America. I can tell you unequivocally that I didn't even know that was a fucking sport in the Olympics <laughs> before now. So if you're telling me they've been squashing the major news <laughs> outlets, been squashing the story for fucking 40 years. But again, it's not that it's being squashed. It's just that it's not something that's relevant. Like it's not being shown on TV. Right. But that's my, that's my point though, is like it never has, but they're trying to spin the story that now because of gun violence in America, we're not hearing the story of the skeet shooting gold champion. And we're not hearing the story of the rifle shooting gold medalist. It, that's not why it's just because nobody gives a shit right it's not it's not <laughs> <laughs> it's not because they're, they're trying to make it so that uh the world doesn't think we're gun crazy it's just nobody fucking cares. even speed walking like name a famous speed walker that's a thing it's a yeah event. it's an olympic event because there's all kinds of rules like you have to keep at oh, what is it one foot on the ground at all times yeah or like like the other one foot can't come up until the other one goes down so like that way you don't accidentally break into a jock <laughs> and then you're disqualified because again here we were talking at supper was it at supper tonight about jogging versus running right right so that, there's a case when you could be jogging because it's, it's it's the lope or the cant between the speed walk and the run it's it's a more leisurely it's a 
It's what a gets, brisk stroll. It's what gets you fucking disqualified from speed walking. Is what it is. Jogging is what gets you disqualified from speed walking. It's dangerous. It can ruin your Olympic hopes and dreams, Weller. But then again, you can fault the media for wanting America to be fat because of like big agriculture. Well, the, promoting like sugar. Arguing, arguing that uh, they're trying to squash uh, the shooting events would be like arguing that mainstream media is trying to squash the Nathan's hot dog eating contest because Americans are fat. Just like Americans love guns. It's the most fucking ridiculous narrative that I've seen. It's never the fat guy that wins eating competitions ever. No, it's not. I heard some science behind that. It has something to do with because the fat gets in the way. So if you're skinny, your stomach can expand more. Interesting. That's that's what I heard. That Kobayashi guy, he's little. Yeah, he is. And uh, what's the other? Joey Chestnut's just a regular guy. He's probably built like you. So I don't know how he does it. (laughs) <laughs> the Kobayashi guy, though, he just comes in weighing 110 pounds and leaves weighing 200 or something. Yeah, the idea of just regular people that aren't wealthy, that aren't known, that aren't famous, that aren't celebrities, that just devote their lives to just one thing. Yep. And then go home and hang out. And you're on, you might be on TV if if your event is even televised to begin with. Right. There's a lot of gold gold medals that don't even get in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So you're, you're going to devote your life for years to study something that's going to be take you seconds to get. Now, are they still doing multi-channel coverage? Because they used to do that. Like, you could watch... I don't think... I know there it was... Because you had to pay for it. I don't think they are. But they have a couple different... Like, the cable NBCs. I think they might have some coverage. But you can pay. There's internet stuff online you can pay really? for. Wow. It's just weird having a, an Olympics basically in our time zone. I mean, they're on Eastern time, but still. It's, it's just swimming. You see diving. You see gymnastics. Beach volleyball. And volleyball. Indoor and outdoor. That's really probably 90% of what we're showing on TV. Yeah, I'd probably show some wrestling, right? I don't know that I've seen wrestling on TV. Um, what about... Same uh, with boxing, like weightlifting. I don't, I don't remember ever... Like, weightlifting really... in winter. Weightlifting in the winter. Are you sure? Yeah, because I used to play the winter games, and I get a blister on my hand on the Nintendo I'm controller. Pretty, no, there's, there's summer weightlifting, because there was just something about... Oh, God, what was it? Well, we know it wasn't... One of the cro- guys, that, or it was a female that won it in China. We know it wasn't CrossFit, because they would have told us all about it. Yeah, there is weightlifting too. But yeah, again, that's, really? that's in the not summer covered. too. Yeah, yeah, because there's some female China worn it, and that it made the, uh, some little news feed somewhere. Or was it like the decathlon? Maybe that's pretty legit. Like that, I respect. Like that's got to be that. I think that's that's impressive because almost I don't know if all of them, but the majority of the, each individual event is something that you could go on your own, just study that one thing and get a medal for. Right. Yeah, and they do all of it, and they're going to do all of them to get one medal. Yeah, they're like Bo Jackson. <laughs> There's a guy I hadn't seen anything from in a while, and it, his picture popped up in uh, in my Netflix documentaries. There's a documentary about Bojack. Have you seen that? Uh-uh, have you? It's pretty. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's really? good. Yeah. I I thought he was dead. He did just drop off the face of the yeah. earth. Like he just when he retired, he was done. Yeah. I mean, no more pro stars. <laughs> no more. Remember that cartoon? Bo Jackson, uh, Wayne Gretzky, and oh my God, uh, Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yes, and they're like superheroes. Yep. That was, that, you could get away with so much shit in cartoons in the 80s. Like, how, Why is that even an idea that pops into somebody's head? We're going to take these three sports stars, turn them into cartoons. It's like, uh, it's like, was it Hulk Hogan and wrestling superstars or whatever? There was a cartoon for that, too, yeah, and I was yeah, like, I remember yeah, it. Because yeah, Junker Dog was like huge in the cartoon, but then he really had no role whatsoever in the actual show. Well, and he, um, like, it was, it was Hulk Hogan, Junkyard Dog. Um, Captain Lou Albano, Hillbilly Jim, some female wrestler were the good guys. And, you know, Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, I don't think Paul Orndorff, um, and some other bad guys were the bad guy wrestling guys. And it was just all this like cartoony, jokey 
action and violence and it was just so stupid just so it was such a bad show but it was on for a long time on saturday mornings why would anybody nobody would watch that crap right now like if you made a uh if you made a fucking cartoon starring tom brady the hockey player from uh chicago blackhawks that everybody loves yeah i don't know couldn't tell you (laughs) and and, uh a rod like, do you think anybody would watch that fucking cartoon? Nobody would watch that cartoon. It's not. It's not interesting. There's nothing cool about it. Can you imagine a, a Saturday morning cartoon starring MMA stars, where they go around and like uh, save old lady, uh, old lady Nash's dog pound from closing. <laughs> it's just not gonna. Have, kids these days are not interested in the shit we were willing to watch when we were kids. No. Have you gone back and rewatched He Man? I was just going to bring that up. Yes, I have, and it's <laughs> atrocious. It's not great. It's awful. It's not great. It's so – nobody ever really gets hurt, and I don't even know that you that actually not. ever hear – actually see him punch anybody. He goes to punch him. His fist comes towards the screen. There's a flash of light, and somebody's laying down. Fat Albert was on Netflix like a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God, that's another – like I loved watching it as a kid. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch an episode. I couldn't even get through one episode. Is that going to go away now, Fat Albert? I don't know. I had never even thought about that. I wouldn't say it came back. <laughs> I just, I, it popped up on my feed for some reason. I don't watch cartoons on Netflix, but for some weird reason it came up and I'm like. But I mean, notice like Netflix, or, uh, Cosby show hasn't showed up on Netflix or Hulu. I think Cosby was on Netflix for a while years ago. But again, I don't know that it still is. Probably not. Well, it's probably not anymore. <laughs> Wow, it's just so weird to see like such a large part of television just get erased, kind of like the WWE did with Hulk Hogan when he uh, accidentally called his girlfriend's uh, or his daughter's. I see, gave him confused because he's always talking about how hot his daughter is. His daughter's black boyfriend, an N bomb. Yeah, you don't, you don't the do that. The WWE scrubbed him from existence. They never mention him. Uh, there's no statue of him in the WWE Hall of Fame anymore. Uh, they. It's like Hulk Hogan never existed. It's so fucking weird. Until he dies and then he'll get his back. back his... Yeah, probably. Maybe. Or he gets his money from Gawker finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever see that video? No, I don't need to see it. It, it. I watched it. I watched that one and the Gene Simmons one. And they're both equally uncomfortable to watch. Like there's nothing sexy about either one of those men. No matter how attractive the woman they're banging is. It's just, and Hogan's hilarious. Oh, feel like a fat pig. I just got done eating. Like right before he's getting off <laughs> this chick. Oh, I feel like a fat pig, brother. Uh, you watched the Gene Simmons one, though. We watched uh, it together. Because you're, te- you're the one telling me that he was notorious for having bad breath. No, that wasn't me. I'm pretty sure it was. And you're like, that's why you didn't kiss her. No, I've never seen that. That really? was not me, yeah. The Gene Simmons one? Yeah, there's a video of that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was you. All right, you don't have to. You don't have to look. <laughs> Nobody's going to judge you, okay? Nobody's going to judge you. I don't disagree with that story. I entirely <laughs> see that as a valid, possibly, possibly for sure fact. <laughs> I'm not disputing that one. Oh shit! Uh, so, uh, did you hear that Ryan Lochte claimed that he had been robbed at gunpoint? Did you see the Today Show interview on that? Uh, no, I I just know that the uh, the Olympic Committee was like didn't happen. Well, it 
I don't know how it initially got leaked, but I think one of the people that were in that said something, and it was National Media picked it up, and then they went to the IOC, and then the IOC flat out denied that it happened. Okay. And this is all like, because this, this happened in the middle, like probably, it was, I'm guessing, probably three or four in the morning. Okay. It sounds like they were going to like late night. They were to France or Australia. There's a house of athletes in Rio. They were over there hanging out at this house partying, and then I think they went to a club either before or after. So this has been late at night, like middle of the night this happened. Uh-huh. They were in a taxi coming back, and an unmarked car pulled them over, and somebody flashed a badge. The driver that was driving them pulled over, and then people with guns demanded them to all sit down. So on today's show, like after the ILC came out saying that this didn't happen, Lochte was on today's show like within hours of this happening, and he's like, no, it happened. See, the problem with the, that I have with it, though, is one, Lochte's a douche. Two, he's getting no attention. He's way more... He the, was a douche the last Olympics, like with the whole the yeah the grill, the and grill all, yeah, and all that yeah, yeah. shit. But no, he's other than the dyed hair, like he's actually like really mellow and calm. Well, I'm just saying that it, I think it's weird that he's getting no attention this Olympics, and then all of a sudden he gets robbed at gunpoint. Like Phelps is picking up his 72nd fucking medal in Lochte's like the movie, oh. uh, Fast Times Rise of High. It's been a long time. You remember Spicoli, the, oh, the yeah, surfer? Yeah, yeah, that is Lochte. And watch the Today Show interview. The way he describes what happens, he's like, yeah, so we got pulled over, and I'm thinking, like, this isn't right, man. And then my <laughs> friends get out, and they pull out the gun, like, we need you guys you guys need to get like get on the ground. And he's like, but I didn't do anything, man. Like, I'm not going to do that. And then this guy pulls out his gun and puts it on my forehead, and so I'm like, okay, man. <laughs> like, that's what he said on today's show. <laughs> Just like that. Not even. Last week on the Today Show, they, were, they had a story about how um, that Tinder use has increased exponentially because all of the athletes in the Olympic Village are using, are up, are using Tinder. Like, yeah, are using it to hook like up. Like each athlete's given like 40, over 40 condoms or something. It's just yeah, well, un- it's because of the Zika. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they found Ryan Lochte on Tinder. Like, it's him, it's his picture. And Al Roker goes, he's here with his girlfriend. <laughs> he's fucking on Tinder. <laughs> like, what a douchebag. <laughs> Like, you don't know? Like, obviously, if you're going to use the fact that you are who you are to pick up chicks, you should probably, I don't know, deactivate your account or something if you're Unless going to play. a fake account. I suppose it could be, but they seemed pretty confident that it was his actual account. <laughs> and just how incredulous <laughs> Roker was. He's like, he's here with his girlfriend. <laughs> so funny. I Roker's love that. Actually, he's comedy. Like, oh yeah, that's a no guy. No filter, no filter no, at all. None at all. And that's a. You know why? Because he gives no fucks. What are they <laughs> no, going to do? Doesn't. What are they going to do? Unless Lester Holt's sitting in, he's the black guy. They're not going to fire him, right? So he's been there forever. Fucking uh, what was the guy who used to do the happy birthdays? Willard Scott. Oh yeah, is nine thousand years old. Okay, they're never going to be like, well, we'll bring Willard Scott back until we figure something out. They can't. I don't even know if he might be made of wax. He could be a hologram. I don't even know that he's alive anymore. Like he's in the urban smucker. Yeah, likely. yeah, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> By the scientific definition of the word, Willard Scott is not human anymore. <laughs> Al Roker, he does whatever the fuck he wants. He does. He's kind of like Pat Sajak. You can tell that he hates his life, like when his the was, too good. yeah, his or his job. He hates his job. Like he feels like he could be doing something better. But how do you walk away from those fat bags of cash? You know, fucking Matt Lauer makes like twenty million dollars a year. 
to be on the goddamn Today Show to sit and pretend like he gives a shit about fucking cupcakes and then four minutes of news. There's very little news on the Today Show anymore. Remember when they used to cut it's, to the it's, news it's, desk? It's entertainment. It's yeah. entirely entertainment. But, oh, I would love Laura's job. It'd be all right. Like, the amount of celebrities you meet, like, musicians, actors, actresses, like, you name it, they're coming on, he's interviewing them. But he feels like, ever since that Tom Cruise thing, it feels like he is not impressed by anybody he meets, nor cares to, to really he's have very, to be there. very, he comes across as being very arrogant and condescending. Like yeah. Just, yeah, he, he knows he, how. Glib. I believe oh, glib, yeah, is glib, the word. <laughs> glib is the word that he's described as. Yeah, it's it's not the same Today Show as when it was Bryant Gumbel, and uh, who was it with Bryant Gumbel? Who's the chick? Joan, Joan London? Katie Couric. Well, yeah, but who was before Katie Couric? Oh, I couldn't tell you. It was Bryant Gumble and, and it, Katie Couric replaced somebody that was a big deal. Diane Sawyer? Or is uh, she 20? She's... I, I can't I can't remember which one of them was on ABC, because Good Morning America used to be a big deal. That's on ABC, right? I believe The so. Today Show holds like so much of the market share, it's like the other, sh- the other shows don't even exist anymore. The Today Show has like... Fucking wiped the floor with them. I, I, I now I'm curious. I don't know who it would be. Uh, I don't even like typing stuff in anymore, so I just I use Google on my phone because it's way quicker. Who did Katie Couric replace on the Today Show? Remember when we were trying to figure out how old Ann Curry was, and we were blown away that she was yeah, over fifty. Ancient. Yeah. <laughs> By replacing Deborah Norrell, the more successful. No. Wait. Okay. Uh, April 6, 1991. At least NBC provided Deborah Norville with a graceful exit from the Today Show. So Katie Kirk replaced Deborah Norville. And she's still on. Does she still have a show? Uh, Deborah Norville? Maybe. What is Deborah Norville doing now? I want to see she's like a talking head on some other like she may be. Cable, cable show. And probably looks like it. She's probably a vampire. Looks like she has an age today. According to Wikipedia, Deborah Ann Norville is an American television journalist and businesswoman. Norville is the anchor of Inside Edition, a syndicated Edition. news magazine. That's not a real news show. That's fake. It's Inside Edition. It's a Disney version of TMZ yeah, or uh, Entertainment Tonight, maybe even. Like, like she went from being on the Today Show to hosting Inside Edition. Like, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> What's Brian Gumble doing? Look at Carson Daly, though. He's that's a, an, that's he's a weird critter. That's a very interesting trajectory. I absolutely loathed the man when he was on the... I hated... I, which I don't know why I watched it. TRL? TRL. Yeah. Total Request Live. Like, that probably hit its peak of, like, popularity when I was in college. That TRL was the precursor to everything that I hate about teenagers now. It was it was just the precursor of, like, that immediate internet phenomenon. It was the definition of, like, what cool was as far as in the, dealing with the music world at that moment. And it was usually garbage. And it was all... But it was, <laughs> it was not garbage. It was everything. So it was the thing, like, people are drawn to, like, one... Like, I love music in general. Like, there, you can, any genre there is, like, there's some artist that I'm like, okay, like, this is... I can get into this, even if they're new. Yeah. Like, I do enjoy music, period. But there's still, like, I tend to drift to, like, rock is my thing. That's that's my go-to. Dude, Genie in a Bottle was number one on TRL for, like, fucking 60 weeks. But there's something, like, you've got, like, <laughs> pop, there's country, there's rap, hip-hop, there's R&B, there's soul. There's just, it, there's so many different genres. Metal. But TRL But didn't... TRL, so, like, when you go to the genres that, like, people in their, like, teens are into. Yeah. And then it's, the of, so it's, like, the top two people from each genre of someone that's in their 20s would like is on this one show. So, yeah, you go from, like, having... But was it even... Were there even Britney multi... Britney Spears and then Corn would be the very next group. And then there'd be, like, Maybe. some rapper. And then you'd have, like, only, the Biscuit. But only if they got voted in. Because it was, it was a voting... Dude, Corn was on there constantly. And it was... Paola. 
<laughs> that'd have been payola. It, it could have been. <laughs> it had to have and been. then Tom Green had a nice little run there with the oh god, what my, was that? My butt is the bum song. Yeah, the bum, the bum song. song. Yeah, <laughs> my butt is on your head. My butt, that like, got really? to number one. I remember that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if there's? I mean, I would say if there was a TRL now, there is. It's called YouTube. But like, what kind of garbage you would see on TRL now? Remember? Oh, was that TRL where they had the the vote for the new VJ? Yeah. Because that was kind of when I quit watching it. They had that really Jesse camp. Yeah, like total fucking heroin freak. <laughs> Is he alive? I don't know. Because, you know, remember who uh, placed second was Dave. Uh, uh, he ended up being a VJ, too. Dave. Oh, kind of like a little heavy set. Yeah. Like, just very plain looking guy. Yeah, just regular. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, what the hell is his last name? And he, I think he ended up working there way longer than Je- What's Jesse's last name? Camp. Jesse Camp. Weight loss. Here they are. That that's it's trying to send me to a weight loss camp. That's hurtful. Jesse Camp. Here's some information about Jesse Camp. Oh, he doesn't look good. <laughs> Jesse Camp was the winner of the first wannabe of VJ contest on MTV, beating Dave Holmes. Beating over five thousand other contestants, including Dave Holmes for a VJ job on the network. He didn't he didn't oh god, he had an album. Jesse and the Eighth Street yeah, Kids. Yeah, he had he had a video that was on TRL. It was awful. He, I wonder if he's still alive. Uh, let's go to his Wikipedia, because now I'm curious if Jesse Camp is still alive. He shouldn't be. He Years active, 1998 to present. Apparently, uh, Wikipedia's definition of the term active and in Webster's dictionary term of uh, definition of the term his active. His heart's still beating. Yeah. Or a machine's keeping his heart beating. Um, let's see. Later developments. Let's see. Following his departure from TRL, Camp parlayed his MTV fame into a rock career. Camp appeared in an impromptu cameo. On the documentary titled Power and Control, LSD in the 60s, um, Jesse Camp has acted in several f- films, including Crossroads with Britney Spears. Really? Not that I've ever seen that movie or would care to see it, but that's interesting. And a starring role in Skinwalker in 2004. In 2008, Camp was captured by cameras at the final MTV TRL party purchasing two eight balls by TMZ <laughs> cameraman. <laughs> During the purchase, Camp stated he would sell both kidneys and a leg for two eight balls of cocaine. It was later revealed that Camp was just having fun for the TMZ cameras and making light of his bad reputation. Oh. Camp has been sober for many years and continues to help other addicts through his work with Music Cares. Camp has made several short films and documentary pieces with his sister. Don't care about that. So basically, he really hasn't done anything. (laughs) He really hasn't done anything except for that deal with his band. He played with another band. I just don't know what he looks like now. I'd be curious to see. We'll look at images, but I don't. they don't have dates on them, so I don't know how new or old these pictures are. I'm surprised he's still alive, to be honest with you. Dave Holmes, I think, is on a lot of those uh, VH1, like, where they have people come on and talk about Talk clips, about, yeah, about uh, like video the clips best, and shit. best of, like, yeah. the best bands of the 80s, the 90s, like, all that crap. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. But yeah, Carson goes from being a radio DJ in L.A. Mm-hmm. Where he, was, where he was successful. Huge yeah. station. Yep. Then he transitions to, which mostly radio DJs are known as like, you have an ugly face, otherwise it'd be in TV. Right. That's the general perception of it. <laughs> right. So he gets hired by MTV, which becomes, he. then he's leading the number one show for like teens and popularity and like mm-hmm. coolness. So he's meeting like the top like movie stars, musicians, like everybody he like, he's interviewing them on every day on a daily basis. Right. Banging super hot celebrities. Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt for a long time, right? They're engaged. And, and uh, uh, the blonde one, Tara Reid. Oh. For a while. She's a fucking train wreck, though. But there's, oh, he was with like several women. Yeah. 
Like, he was notorious for that. I think he was engaged to both of them. He, I think he was engaged to Jennifer Love Hewitt, and then he was engaged to Tara Reid for a while, too. I, I promise there was more than just those two. Yeah. I know it. Yeah, he was I'm doing sure pretty well for himself. I'm sure there was more that were, just, were never known, but... Yeah. So I hate the guy. Dude's super good looking. <laughs> Coolest job in the world. I mean, it would, it would suck, like, having to promote all these bands and stuff. Like, there's no way he would have liked... Like, the guy's into music, but there's no way he liked all the stuff he's talking about. Oh. You've got to fake it. Maybe. Surrounded by kids. Like, that would annoy me, too. Oh, like, yeah. How old was he then? That's I don't... Such... You know, I don't know how old of a guy is he. Because if um, he... Well, think about it. If he was a DJ, it's it's not like he got hired as a DJ and, like, a week later was hired by MTV. Carson Daly. He's got to be in According to Wikipedia, Carson Jones Daly is an American television host, radio personality, producer, and television... Let's see how old he is. He's, he's got to be in his 40s. He's 43. Yeah. And that would have been 15 years ago? 20? Well, Not two, quite 20. Uh, close. Well, it would have started while, been we're, his, while we were in high school. He would have been in his mid-20s then. Yeah. Mid to late 20s. So then... So he's in his mid to late 20s hosting a show surrounded by kids that are in high school. For the most part, yeah. Late teens, early 20s. Mm-hmm. Banging a lot That'd of... That'd be bizarre. Banging a lot of people from the audience, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he could. Because he could. So he's living like a rock star on MTV on a fucking shitty show that was like crack. Like, you couldn't stop watching it, but it was fucking horrible. And then... What yeah, happens? there's... I don't know why, but I, I watched it on a daily basis. I had to. Yeah, I did too. I think there was just like subliminal messages or something in it. I don't know. If it, I don't know if it was Carson. I don't know if it was just the, watching the kids, like the reactions of videos. Well, like, I, I know for a long time it, it was thing. it was because I would get to see Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera dance. The bizarre thing to me that I still remember is like they'd go outside and show the crowds outside. Like there'd be like more people outside on the street mm-hmm. than there were actually in the studio. Yeah, because only so many people got to come into it the could be like studio. Winter, like. 15 below zero, and there's still 70 people outside holding banners for, like, two hours straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, much like the Today Show. They'll stand right outside the window of the Today Show. That's like bizarre. Idiots. That's yeah. bizarre, too. So where did he go after TRL, then? He had his. He still has it, though. He had his late-night show. Which, so he went straight from there to there? Yeah. And then he got hired by the Today Show. Today Show, which he just kind of pops in and out of there. Like, it's not a regular. Like, it's irregular. Like, sometimes he'll be on for a week. Sometimes you won't see him for a month, right? Right. So he's like, and even on Today's Show, he tends to do a more like entertainment stuff. And, right? Yeah, he's not. He's so not social commentary rather than news. Yeah, he's not replacing Matt Lauer when no. Matt Lauer leaves. And then didn't he do something else also? Didn't he? Oh, he's like the Dick Clark Rock and Eve. Yeah, he's the new Dick Clark. But yeah, his up all night show is where I turn my turn the corner with him. Like, because I'm a night owl, there's really not much. I don't have cable. He's not a great interviewer, though. Oh, it's it's awful. Yeah. But he'd go to he'd go to a random bar like in L.A. It's always an L.A. bar, and it's usually one that's been famous for years. Like in the '80s, there would have been like a, th- a different hair metal band every day, right. there, like playing. But he'll have like it's always a, someone making a B movie, like a director, which it's almost always crap. But then his bands, like it's I'm a, it's I'm hoping it's his own personal taste in music. It's always like up and coming indie bands. Really. There's so many bands now, I've I've first heard of through that show. Now is that a different show than the Last Call with Carson Daly? No, that is that show. That's that show, but where he was like sat behind a desk and stuff. No, this isn't a desk. It's always at a bar. I've never because there he had a, sh- a show on at night for a while where he sat like it was just like the Tonight Show. He sat behind a desk, oh, yeah, wore a did. suit. No, this show is different. I don't know when that would have been. That was called. After. That was Last Call with Carson Daly. Is what that one was called, wasn't it? I don't think so. No, I'm pretty sure the bar one's Last Call. Well, that would make sense, I guess. Yeah, the tip, the stereotypical version of that show would be he interviews a independent movie director for some horrible movie, and then he has some indie band come on and they do like two or three songs live. 
But yeah, the music you had on there was, more often than not, I thought amazing. Okay, Last Call with Carson Daly. In 2002, Last Call with Carson Daly went on the air. The show was shot on the same set as Saturday Night Live until 2005 when it moved to Los Angeles. That's all it says about it. Oh, so he just he totally changed the format then when he moved, I'm guessing. Let's go to the main article here and see what it says. American late-night television program hosted by Carson Daly and broadcast on NBC, formerly a traditional talk show, the half-hour program cons- formerly a traditional talk show, the half-hour program consists of of several produced segments featuring interviews with musicians, comedians, actors, filmmakers, and other artists, along with pre-taped on-location musical performances. Debuted in 2002, unlike other programs in NBC's late-night lineup, Last Call typically records only 24 weeks of original shows a year, with the rest of the year being taken up as reruns. So uh, both right. Yeah, and it originally was a successor to Later. It was originally taped in Studio 8H, which would have been Saturday Night Live. He had no house band, no jokes or monologue, going straight to the first guest at the beginning of the show. Stage was set up in empty black box theater style each week. Um, gradually, the set acquired more furnishing and decor, much of which was influenced by occasional week-long trips to Las Vegas. Um, last call was originally planned to broadcast in high definition. Blah blah. blah. After the move, last call began to resemble its counterparts of the more traditional set, permanent house band led by Joe Firstman. Short monologue and occasional comedy bits, which I would say is probably where it fell apart, right? Yeah. I mean, because that's not. Yeah, you don't. You don't want that. Currently in its eighth season, NBC's Last Call with Carson Daly utilizes a new style by introducing a documentary-style format. Host Carson Daly gets out of the studio and takes a show on location each night. So this is what you're talking about. Uh, recent highlights include Daly's motorcycle trip across the historic Route 66, a visit to comedian Tom Green's house in the Hollywood Hills, and a scene at the Whiskey Bar with the Grammy Award-winning band Kings of Leon. With the change, the, uh, the usual late-night talk show trappings of a house band, studio audience, comedy were abandoned. Which is probably smart. <laughs> I, listen, I love everybody that listens to this show. Every single person. All eight of you. I love you. Um, but one, one word I cannot fucking stand is skit. Please do not ever try to sell me on doing anything comedic with the word skit. Because I will immediately discredit anything you have to say after that. I hate the word. It's not a thing. It's never been a thing. I don't know where the word came from. I know a lot of people use it. Uh, but nobody who is doing the thing that you want them to do would ever call it a skit. Sketch, possibly. Scene, more likely. Not a skit. Ever a skit. Never a skit. Now, that being said, doesn't mean I don't appreciate you listening and giving me feedback. I'm just saying, never a skit. Ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> just so we're clear. So you love Carson Daly, that's what you're saying? No, I appreciate him more. I have more respect for him. Yeah. He's someone I think I actually don't have like a com- decent conversation with. So how do you feel about Ryan Seacrest? Don't get it. He's, they're they're he, the same all guy. He has, all he has, no, here's the difference. So Seacrest is a hype man, which that's what Carson did on TRL, mm-hmm. which is why I hate him. It's a voice. Like, look at me. I'm attractive. I can say this is cool and be convincing because I'm wearing really nice. My hair's immaculate. My clothes are immaculate. Mm-hmm. Like... I'm young looking. Uh-huh. Girls dig me, uh-huh. or guys dig me. Uh-huh. Everybody digs me. Weller digs you. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't think Seacrest has a personality. Um, do you have any idea how many fucking different fingers and how many different pies that guy's got going on right now? He makes Carson Daly look like a lazy fuck. Seacrest, first of all, he's a vampire. He hasn't aged a day. Carson doesn't look much different either, though. Well, I think what Seacrest did was he ate the soul of that other host from the first season. <laughs> Of uh, American Idol, remember there used to be two of them. If my if okay, here's my so if Carson has control over the content of his show, yeah. At least when it comes to music, 
the music he's into is stuff that I'm very much into. So at a very at the at the very minimum, we would at least have that to agree upon. I guess you have to ask him. That and me saying like, so like, what was Tierra like? Maybe you should tweet him the behind the scenes shit because that'd be interesting too. I'm like, like, I'm a dick sucked a lot. I don't know what else you want me to tell you. And and Tara Reid did a line of coke off my fucking abs. That's I mean, he ruined women. Yeah. Well, what? Where's Jennifer Love Hewitt now? Where's Tara Reid now? Sharknado well, like eighty thousand. Well, the Tara Reid. She had that botched plastic surgery that destroyed her entire body. Remember that? Yeah, she was. Well, she had. She was still decent when uh, Big Lebowski came out. Yeah. Well, she was still very young when that came out. But then she went in for a boob job or something, and the guy fucking oh, and, butchered yeah, her. Yeah. And she had to have her whole body rebuilt, pretty much, except for her vagina. There's no fixing that. The thing's been fucking <laughs> destroyed. <laughs> that that yeah, she's terrible. Even Hewitt, like, what the hell? What happened? She to her? just disappeared. I I. I talked to a guy once. I want to see. There was it Heartbreakers. No, oh, that it movie was. Awful, that, wasn't that movie was terrible? Movie, yeah, I think that was the last movie that I saw that she was in. Well, she was in. She was on that TV show Ghost Whisperer. Long after that, I didn't last so long though either. Well, Did yeah, years? no, probably I would say probably five or six years. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I talked to a guy who was a guest star on that. Said they're real and they're spectacular. Because <laughs> I had to ask. I was like, seriously, they those things look amazing. Like, well, they're real and they're spectacular. <laughs> We still got it somewhere. It's one of the old misinterviews. We kept trying to talk about the Olympics, and then we just ran right away from him again. Every time. You realize that? Ran away from him like Usain Bolt. It keeps, like, it's it's hard to talk about because you just branch off. It's nothing but branches. In the Olympic tree of life? No matter what you pick out at the Olympics, you can, like, within five minutes come up with, like, different topics to talk about. So it really does bring the world together. It does. <sighs> this has been episode 283 of Misinformation Podcast. With you, as always, I'm Zach. And I'm Willow. Love you. Driving me crazy, you hostile you. Yeah, you can spoil my day, please don't ruin my night. You can spoil my day, please don't ruin my night. Yeah, you can spoil my day, please don't ruin my night. Now you hostile you. You've just heard the misinformation theme song, Hostile You, by the Matt Lees Band. Thanks for listening.